You're listening to Gifted with Sheila White, a podcast that will inspire you. Its purpose is to uplift and entertain creatives to pursue their passions through their gifts. Sheila White is a film and television producer, author, and entrepreneur. And in each episode, Sheila talks with gifted individuals about their journey and the lessons they've learned. It will also inspire you to make an impact, living your best purpose-driven life with clarity. And now, here's your host, Sheila White. Good day, everyone out there in Radio Land. I am excited to be here on today. We've got a special treat during this holiday season for you today. I want to welcome you to the Gifted with Sheila White podcast, where we talk to individuals that are using their gifts to impact the world, impacting the world in faith, impacting the world in business, education, um, and, and, and just so many areas. I mean, we all have a gift that God is giving us. And there are some of us that are really intentional, intentional about sharing their gifts with others. Well, this gentleman that I have with me today, he is so relevant for such a time as this, especially within the educational field. And so we're going to be talking about faith and family and, and, uh, He's got a band. I wish we could get a little sound tune from that. There's a lot of great things that he has to share with us on today. And he's a very busy man. So it's not going to be a long broadcast. So I want you to call a friend, tell them to tune in to Gifted with Sheila White, because we have a fireball with us today. My guest today is named Mr. Larry Crawford, and he's known and loved by many within our community. And uh, he's got something special for you today. So I want you to be inspired by Mr. Larry Crawford, his story of where he is now, what he's doing, and he's thinking about retiring, folks. So, ooh, but he's not retiring. He's going to be refiring because he's doing so much within the community and within his church and within his family. So get ready, buckle your seatbelts. I want to introduce to some and bring to others, Mr. Larry Crawford. Welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, good morning. Good morning. Okay. And that melodious voice, you all, it's not Barry White. That's the man himself. I want you all to know. <laughs> well, Larry, let's begin a little bit, Mr. Crawford, about your backstory. Um, where did you grow up and what inspired you to go into music? Because we're going to really get into that music part first of your life. Oh, my. I am. Um, I'm an Oklahoma boy. I was Uh-oh. born and raised in Oklahoma and actually Tulsa County, you know, that um, Black Wall Street area. Yes, yes. Um, I, I just throw that in for free because um, I didn't really learn about the the backstory of Black Wall Street until I was an adult, as odd mm. as that may seem. But wow. that's where I'm from. But I came from a, a musical family. My dad played um, in the military band, and um, and I'm I'm probably really the only one of my siblings who didn't have formal music training. So I kind of got it. It got transferred to me because that's what my house was made of of people who were uh were musical they were vocal music instrumental music my oldest brother was a student director of the high school band and all those kinds of things and my other siblings played instruments and you know integration kind of entered into my transition and so i thought i was going to you know be playing in the nfl (laughs) (laughs) so i was more sports minded than music minded but i couldn't afford the influence uh, in the house that i was raised up in now, let's, when you, let's go back a little bit and talk about that, because that is a really big issue. Uh, what happened in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma with Black Wall Street. Do you think that that shaped 
your view as far as community and how you feel today once you realize how um, the impact that that had not only had then, but the impact it still has for people finding out about it, people trying to work together. Do you think you growing up in that area and realizing what has happened in that area, do you think that kind of shaped your view today of how we should work together, especially as African-Americans? Mm. No, okay. I, 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 as, it, as it may seem, mm -hmm. I um, I describe that as as a season of uh, rose colored glasses, as it might mm. seem, as okay. much as it might seem, uh, as it was. My family, uh, my, my parents were very careful about just staying goal goal oriented. Yes, and all of those exterior things, as much as they were going on around us. Um, I think they kind of guarded us from that mm -hmm. so that we wouldn't use those as excuses for mm -hmm. doing what God had gifted us to do. Mm. And so ultimately, you know, there were some things that were going on around me that I didn't realize had I focused on them, had I been allowed to uh, focus on them, they would have been a hindrance to me. And I think my parents realized that. Okay. So they okay. just said, hey, just, just, just stay on task. Keep your eyes on the road kind of wow. thing. Wow. And yeah. then as I got older and graduated from high school, went off, to, went off to college and stuff. And then I got a very, a broader global uh, perspective as it might be. And I think it kind of, um, I was, uh, it, it made me angry mm. as I realized um, what I had experienced looking back mm. on, on one hand, but mm -hmm. at, on the other side of that, it was like, wow. I made it through that, you know, in spite of that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I give a yeah. lot of credit to my to my to my parents and uh in regard to helping me to navigate through that. Yeah. Uh because I just didn't I didn't realize how I'm gonna use the term oppressed, how how difficult it was to uh for not just me, but for my community mm -hmm. to have to navigate through this thing called uh segregation into integration and 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 just how um, opposed yeah. my com community was to that. Yes, yes. And, yes. you know, we just kind of got, I was, um, we, we, my family integrated a year early than the, when they finally closed down the school. Wow. The all black school that I was going through. So we, we uh, kind of got a head start on that in such a situation that my, my younger sister was the only African-American at her school. I was the only African-American at my school hmm. <laughs> that first year, you know, and we had to walk about a half a mile or so to school because we didn't have any bus services. But it was some interesting dynamics that we didn't we didn't I didn't think about mm -hmm. as being barriers or obstacles because my parents says, keep your eyes on the road or on keep the prize. On the wow. Keep your eyes on the prize. Now, with that, that being said, as far as, um, you know, education and how that kind of shaped you, is that one of the reasons why you decided to go into the educational field? Because that's one of the things that you're doing now is working in education. Um, not necessarily. OK, OK. <laughs> I, um, I guess I was in municipal uh, recreation and boys clubs and community centers as, as it was. OK. And um, as a result of uh, being a, a, a wrestler. Uh, and, and that was that was my uh, that was my sport of choice, for lack of a better term. And uh, mm -hmm. so I, I coached wrestling uh, in the in the recreation centers. And so it gave me an opportunity to send some pretty exceptional athletes into the high school program to the school mm -hmm. system. And as a result of, 
of them wanting to know where these kids are coming from. Mm. Uh, they said, they were coming from the boys club. They're coming from the the place that I worked. They said, yeah. well, so, so who's the coach? So I've got uh, invited to be a coach, an assistant coach at one of the high schools. Mm. And by doing that, I, I got into truancy as it may be. Yeah. Um, because I wasn't certified to teach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so wow. I've, I've been in doing that kind of thing for a thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that, that brings me to a point as far as education, the principal for a day. That's the baby that you kind of created or the oh, people that work with you. Why yeah. did you decide to to do that to a particular project with the school system? Well, I, I inherited that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I got to to the school system, and as much as I've uh, had the privilege of, they've allowed me to take ownership of it. Yeah. Um, my um, my immediate supervisor uh, was the person who who was doing that before uh, uh, she retired, mm-hmm. and so as a result of that, it gave me the opportunity to to go out into the community and and talk about. Um, Hey, come in and take a look at what we do because it's more than just a notion to mm. uh, operate a school system, you know. Yeah. And, and having having to look at maybe the the challenges of being a teacher, the challenges of being mm. an administrator, and yeah. and all that really goes into that. Mm. Um, principal for a day uh, is the event that um, uh, that I um, organize. Yes. Yes. And. It just gives uh, our community leaders and, and and even parents, as it might be, an opportunity to come in and get a behind the scenes look at mm. what it looks like for a day in one mm. of our schools. But, yeah, I, I, I inherited it. But for the last uh, dozen years or so, it's, it's it's been my baby. And I I'm, <laughs> I'm proud of of uh, how our community has responded and, and participated in that. And, and, and what is one of the things that you enjoy most about that? Because I know you get politicians, you get parents, you get, you know, people from all walks of life. And since you have been doing this for so many years, what is the one thing that you really just take away as a treasure from working with this program within the school system? Because you're kind of pulling back the veil a little bit by allowing people to come into the school system and they're seeing and hearing things, how things operate What's one of the things that you enjoy the most about that program? It's the the chance that the community or those that list of, of uh, honorees or, or principals, guests, mm-hmm. um, the privilege that they get to see that this is what happens every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in fact, our our principals don't really uh, change their routine. They just know you're coming. Mm, but okay. they don't have the luxury of saying we're going to have Senator so and so here. We're going to have uh, mayor here. We're going to. They don't get the luxury of saying everybody uh, put your best foot forward. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah, don't have the luxury right. of doing that. Yeah. But it gives uh, gives uh, those uh, individuals, I guess, a chance to see how uh, resilient uh, uh, our, our kids are, how uh, professional and excellent. Our, our, our educators are, our administrators are, and how um, you know how coming accommodating they could be in some very yeah. difficult situations. You know, there's been some days uh, when we've had principal for a day when um, there was an incident that it just demanded that mm-hmm. I don't have time to 
escort you around to, to wow. classes and and, wow. and and you be a guest. But you you need to stay with me as much as I can allow you to as we mm. work through or navigate through this this situation. Or I'm going to use the term crisis that yes. may have occurred while you were there. Yes. So it's, it's, it's one of those things that uh, gives our community a chance to see the reality of how um, hard working our, our our team and staff and 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 you know just just to see how we do stuff, which is really interesting. And like I said, I want to go back a little bit into your musical background because in the in the principal for a day, there's sometimes entertainment that happens yes. with the kids. Um, is that kind of a little bit because you have that musical background? I mean, you have a band. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Or why did you decide to put that part into that program? Well, it's just one of those. It's one of the many facets of of what uh, our curriculum offers. You know, okay, you know, okay. you know our orchestra. Um, we uh, invite an orchestra from each one of our school districts, okay. uh, each one of our junior highs. Yeah, and yes. sometimes it's a it's a combined all city kind of group. But we want to, uh, uh, you know, demonstrate the excellence that we do. We want to show them off a little bit, <laughs> even down to our, you know, our, you saw our, our preschoolers at yeah, our, yeah. Our culminating event is a, is a luncheon, and our preschoolers get to get up there and 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 present some of the 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 skills that they're learning and and to sing as well. Yeah. But yeah. Um, we just we just kind of try to. On the other hand, yes, I try to show off <laughs> the excellence of our of our fine arts department. You know. Now, 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 speaking of show off, you got a band that is extraordinary. I mean, you guys really do bring it. You really bring it when you are um, out there performing in different places through the community. How long has the band been in existence? And what is? Tell us a little bit about the band. Wow, that's a that's an that's that's a pretty interesting piece it, it's 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 uh evolved in in a, in a number of ways um it started off uh i was a part of a thing called positive exchange okay and we were just a group of group of men who wanted to uh just use our our gifts um to uh to spread the love of god is ultimately yeah, where, yeah, where, where yeah. we came from yeah. And we started off as, you know, we, we, we do we did Bible study. We pray, you know, we do outreaches, fundraisers. Right. Uh, right. We've served as a, a praise and worship uh, experiences for for ministries to give their uh, give their uh, ministries or praise and worship team the chance to to just worship without the responsibility of of what yeah. goes on in the order of a service as it may. Right. Right. So that's kind of where we've had. Uh, we've been in parades. We've been in festivals. But. It's just a group of men who happen to be musicians, and and that's that's kind of how we we got started, mm-hmm. um, and we just did that for a lot of years, and um, you know, eventually it, it, uh, it evolved and and changed uh, mm-hmm. from positive exchange to what we call standing room only. Standing room only, and that's what it is when you are. In their presence, it is standing yeah. room only because people do enjoy having a good time with with this band. I mean, they're very experienced. They're not new to this. They're true to this. No, absolutely not. You know, I, I'm I'm probably the the mutt of the group. Uh, we've got some amazing people. Uh, we've got uh, some guys who uh, have been on stage with frontline uh, gospel artists or, or yeah. R&B artists as, as it might be. And, yeah. and they've just, they've just had, they've got some depth and experiences in the music in- industry all over Chicago land. And some are, are national and even international. 
mm. in terms of their backgrounds, whereas I'm just an old country boy from Oklahoma. You know? <laughs> been blessed to to be able to get get in with them. Yeah. Well, you know, it's so interesting. Now, with with doing what you've done in the school system for all these years, I mean, you've been working um, just like tirelessly with the different programs and all of the different departments coming together and things like that. Now you're thinking about retiring. You're thinking about slowing down. What's what's going on? And are you still serious about that? Or you think, hey, let me just push that envelope a little farther? Well, you know, that's you know, as as I as I look at that, there, there's there's a what's the word? A little ambiguous. Uh, a little know, ambiguous. Okay. You know, I don't know if uh, because ultimately, you know, when I've uh, my uh, co-workers or former co-workers, as it might be, have have retired as yeah. I, I put a lot of emphasis on retire as in like a vehicle. That means you put some new wheels on it and you continue to roll on. Yeah. And so yeah. that means that's not necessarily setting down and saying yeah. I'm done. Mm -hmm. It says that I'm I'm redirecting yes. and, and hoping that uh, with the expectation of using what was avocational that becomes more vocational. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that means that I'll, I'll, I expect to do a lot more stuff with the music part of it. But okay. uh, I, I ultimately, I think that um, being a truancy specialist for a school district, uh, before I got to Illinois, I was a behavior specialist okay. in, a, in another school district. Mm -hmm. So when you start talking about some of the dynamics that go into uh the responsibility as a behavior specialist, yeah, uh, the responsibility yeah. as a truancy specialist. Mm -hmm. People have these misconceptions about you. Oh, so you chase you chase kids? No, <laughs> I don't chase no kids. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> I, maybe I, I there might have been a time when I could have caught them. Yeah, but the idea <laughs> is not chasing children as 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 much it is is connecting with parents and connecting mm. with family. Wow. Wow. So my focus, uh, I um, want to turn it more toward community engagement mm. and, 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 and being involved in such a way so that I can strengthen parental foundations. Mm -hmm. And that's what has happened in a lot of cases when you start talking about a student uh, who's saying, I don't want to go to school. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's it's not optional, you know, wow. 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 <laughs> from a parental uh, perspective, it should not be optional because it's the law. Yeah. And in, yeah. A, and in most situations, the parent has lost their ability to cause that to happen. Mm, interesting. And so when I go in, my deal is how do I reconstruct, help to reconstruct mm -hmm. that parental foundation? Yeah. Yeah. So that the parent understands that he or she or, or they have every right to cause their child to go to school. They don't have the option to say, I don't want to go. You mm -hmm. can't make me go. Mm -hmm. I have to help. I have to help them look at how did we get a, a, at a place where they decided that you weren't the authority at your house? You know, it's interesting because years ago, there was no such thing as time out. <laughs> I mean, years ago, it was like when you got disciplined, you really did get disciplined. A lot of times that caused people to not do it again. And especially the neighbors, if someone saw you do something or or some other adult would take it upon themselves to discipline you and then you got disciplined again when you got to your home. Now there's so much looseness. And I agree with you. Parents are not feeling their strength as parents. You know, there's. They're becoming weak-willed parents. They don't feel that they have a, a will or strength to to discipline 
um, their children. And, and I know the laws are changing as well because some people do go overboard, but you are right. The, school should yeah. not be an option for kids to say, I don't want to go. Yeah. And, 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 and really uh, educating the parent in terms of what uh, their rights really are. There's, there's, yeah. there's, Somehow the media and whoever else yeah. has been very good at at, at about um, elevating mm-hmm. the uh, the rights uh, or, or uh, options for mm-hmm. our children that yeah. really don't mean that they have the right to. They just say, "Hey, these are some choices that you can make." Mm-hmm. Well, they they're not necessarily good choices, mm-hmm. nor are they in the best interest of nurturing. Uh, uh, character in, yeah. in a positive way very often right right but the kids have gotten to the place where they they feel like uh parents can't choose for them Ooh. Mm. wow and that's a pretty awkward place and of course now and, and you know and so that's that's a real uh debate issue there this it is. Of, it of, is. Uh, of of how uh you know who at what point is that is the age of accountability there's just a lot of dynamics that go into that but I think as a community engagement uh, uh, person or a specialist, as I, as I, as I feel I'm capable of uh, contributing to a, a, a mm-hmm. community in that way, mm-hmm. is that it gives me an opportunity to help the parent to determine that your, your rights, uh, the, the, the government doesn't um, decide what's right for you. Yeah. It yeah. protects your rights. It doesn't mm-hmm. provide. It mm-hmm. protects. Yeah. And and when you start talking now you start getting into my uh my moral baseline. Yeah. yeah. God, provides. God provides. Yes. And the that's what protects. That's what I want to uh in the next few minutes talk about because I think the fact that you are a community engagement agent, you're out there working with the community, you can do that without being I would say a person of faith. Um because I know that that has a lot to do with how you live your life how you interact with people, even how you interact on your job and with the students in the educational system. And even with the band, um, as you talked about, how does that impact literally, like I'm saying, everything that you do in your, in your view of, of how you do what you do. That's uh, thank you for asking me that question. Cause ultimately it, um, at, at my house, there's gotta be a standard. That's bigger than my wife and I, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because if I'm if she's subject to me, mm-hmm. boy, she's in trouble. Wow. If I'm subject to her, then I'm in trouble. Wow. There's got to be a standard that's bigger than both of us mm-hmm. that we defer to. Okay. And that's where that's the God piece, mm. because I believe that there's a standard that he has established where there are no victims left in his wake. There, mm. there are no victims in the kingdom economy. Mm. I mean, what, whatever, whatever God. That's I'm, now I'm I'm, I'm 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 talking about where I stand on this. Right, right. Other folks that may disagree with that, but I think that God has established a standard where everybody benefits. And sometimes I don't know when I'm being blessed. Wow. You know, because sometimes there are some things that we have to experience, and there are some what you call some struggles. There are some trials. There are some mm-hmm. tribulations that go with uh, um, growing in this thing called life. Oh, uh, what's the Lion King? This tapestry of life. Wow, wow. <laughs> then, and and if, if there's a standard that's bigger than me, then there's a place that you and I can agree on that's bigger than us. Mm. We can say, we agree that this is the standard and it'll take us both to where our gifts 
have um, will afford us. Wow. Wow. That's powerful. That's, yeah, that that's powerful. And that is your compass for your life. I know that's how you live your life. That's how you gauge. What should I do? What should I didn't do? How should I handle this situation or not? Whether you're talking about, um, you know, working with the community where you're working on your job with the band, all of that. I know. And here you say it centers on your belief, your faith, how you live your life, which is so important because you're a man of standard. Yeah. And, 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 and I think that, uh, uh I think that people, uh, like we say, children want boundaries. They want to know, you know, yes. and, and even as yeah. adults, we want to know, uh, mm -hmm. how far can we go with this thing? Right. Now, I, right. I'm right. Convinced right. That God, God has set a standard mm -hmm. that, uh, where everybody can be the beneficiaries mm. of the standard that he has established. That's that's powerful. Everybody can be a beneficiary of yeah. God's standards and what he has. It's available. And there's enough and there's enough to go around, you know. Yeah. You know, the, the blessing that God has assigned to you uh, is, is, is exclusive. Wow. But on the other hand, it's very inclusive because mm. by by you working the full measure of your design, it provides a complement to the design that he's given me. Mm, wow. What a deal, wow. you know, you know, and, and the old school used to say, and who wouldn't serve a God like that? Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. Well, folks, we're just about out of time now. We've been talking to Mr. Larry Crawford today, a person that helps you to just wake up and perk up and cheer up and get up. He works with the school system and he is a person that stands up in the community working with individuals. He has this band and the band is called Standing Room Only. And, and that's, that's what you do when you hear this band. You want to stand up and you want to applaud them because they are awesome. I mean, they will heat you up with the music that they bring. <laughs> they will fire you up and they will help you to stand up because yeah. that is what they're all about. I want to thank you so much for being our special guest today, Mr. Crawford. I know you're a person that has very, very busy, a busy schedule. And I thank you for taking the time out with us on today to share a little bit of your story, your life, how you're impacting the community, how you're sharing your gift with others. And that is so important. Folks, if you did not hear this entire broadcast today, I want you to visit our website at www.road2eternity.net. You'll find Mr. Crawford's information on there. And I want you to call a friend, tell them about standing room only because this is a band that you want to book. You want to book okay. them. This is a holiday season right now. People are doing holiday parties. And beyond that, they're available. But the thing I love about Mr. Crawford so much is he talked about uh, being a person of faith and that that same faith is available to you. So we don't want you to miss out on anything as we're moving forward in this holiday season, knowing that Jesus is the reason for the season. And this is a living witness, a living testimony. He's not unapologetic about his faith, how he lives his life, how he works in the community and how it guides him through life in his work, in his in his leisure time, in everything that he does. And so we so appreciate him and thank him so much for filling us up on today, heating us up on today, giving us some information and cheering us up. I want to thank you all for listening. And I want you to remember that you are uniquely designed and strategically gifted. Use your gifts to impact the world the way that Mr. Crawford is doing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Gifted with Sheila White. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. 
Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company.